Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila. And today we're going to talk about uh, the Roland versus Studio BN20 versus everything else. Everything, everything else. Yeah, and the BN20A. We're just going to say BN20. both, both models. By the way, I have to mention something weird. And that is the longer you pause between when I introduce myself and you start, it just makes me seem so much more awkward. Really? You know, like, like I didn't finish a sentence. So, you know, like, so you can use that against me anytime you want. I feel like just the intros are better the longer I pause it. Are they can, really? So like, just they have, gab- they have yeah. time to absorb who I am and pay attention yeah. to who you are. Like it's that. mainly just about my own personal confidence. Okay. So, yeah, nothing about you. <laughs> like, I can wait as long as I, the people are going to wait for Mark Vila. That's really. <laughs> so really, um, uh, this episode, it is about. Uh, a specific piece of equipment in the customization industry, but there is a good overall theme uh, about this episode too. And it's, and it's really about uh, equipment that you might think you want versus equipment that you probably really need, right? right. So that's kind of the theme. And we're going to, to focus it on a specific piece of equipment that is oftentimes shopped for and is a great piece of equipment. And it's not about telling anybody they shouldn't buy this because they probably should for various reasons. But it's more so about discussing pieces of equipment, understanding what their pros and cons are, getting the knowledge behind them and working with uh, a company that when they're selling you a piece of equipment, their job isn't to just sell you one piece of equipment, but their job is to help your business choose the right piece of equipment for what you need rather than um, what you thought you need or what your friend's shop might own or something like that. That, that is a great way to put it because, you know, Cold Essie is kind of in a unique position in that we, we sell so many different kinds of equipment um, that we know and that we train on and that we're intimately familiar with. So we know their capabilities. We know, you know, the good and the not so good. Um, where most people that come to us come to us because they were inspired by some a particular system or a particular mm-hmm. application. Like for the BN20 or the BN20A, you know, you might have seen the window clean video, or you might have been inspired by the idea that you can do you can do banners, or maybe you just you saw the video of us putting um, a sticker on a beer glass, beer sign. You know, so it may be something really specific. Or that you're using a cricket light right now and you want to really graduate. You know, so maybe something specific like that that caught your attention, but that may not be the best thing for um, for your for your business. So this part of this is keeping an open mind, especially if you came into us or you started talking to, to anyone about the Roland product, the print cut machine, that um that you be ready to talk about your idea for a business or what you want to do versus just the pros and cons of a printer. Yeah, yeah, and, and um, also inspiration also comes from through social 
right? Um, somebody saw a video of somebody using something that they posted to um, Facebook or YouTube or Instagram, or uh, somebody was in our custom apparel startups Facebook group, and uh, somebody was just maybe shopping for the uh, Roland Versa Studio or just commenting. They made something that looked fantastic, and a bunch of people commented underneath it and said, I have that machine. I love it. I have it. I love it. Oh, I've owned one for five years. It's my favorite piece of equipment. And somebody sees that post and says, I should get one of these. This is this yeah. is the next thing I need. Um, and maybe it is. But this podcast will hopefully discuss um, if or if this piece of equipment is what you're looking for. And then I think just a, as I mentioned before, just a general concept of how to properly shop for equipment. So I like that. I, um, and I do want to add, I do want to add that, that by inverting that situation that you just described, you mm-hmm. know, someone will post something that they've got to be in 20 a or any piece of equipment. They say, look at this cool thing that I made. And three people will say they loved it. And one person will say, I heard that was slow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a much bigger piece of equipment. That's much better. Um, I had a service problem on this. I didn't like the company that I bought it from. Yeah. You know, of course. None of yeah. those pros and cons are worthy of you either making sure that you consider or never consider a product. Right. Yeah. So you've got, you've got to don't rely on the last six people you heard talk on Facebook. Oh, uh, it's really, that's a challenging thing. I think in making decisions, um, in general, right? And you and I were actually just talking about this the other day, that if you want to try to find the best of something, the best pocket knife, the best pan, the best truck, that, and try to, Google searching is over for that. It's just, it's been ruined by um, people who do marketing and things like that, um, unfortunately. But if you try to search, search, I, I actually just was recently looking to replace my um my favorite kitchen pan right so i had at a kitchen pan that was my favorite i've had it for a long time um it was kind of like a go-to non-stick that i used and uh, it was just wearing out and the non-stick surface wasn't good and i said i don't want to get another non-stick go-to i want to have uh something better so i was trying to figure it out so i google search it and all you get is a bunch of articles that link to Amazon stores and, and, and stuff like that. Um, nobody who's really an expert, right? So then you end up on social media and um, and you could end up just particularly in a thread of just some people who comment that just happen to be fans about a particular product. And you don't know what their application is. You don't know what they're doing. You don't know why they feel that way. And yeah. And that's really important because you could have two or three people saying how much they don't like, say, the Versa Studio, the BN20 and the BN20A. They don't like it. But if you dive deep into what they do, a lot of what they're doing are things that are sublimation style um, of uh, applications. So they're yeah. doing a lot of mugs and coasters and they're doing things that sublimation is greatly suited for. And, and you're, you're in a little bubble of people that really sublimation is better for them. And I think that we could just kind of talk about what we'll do is we'll talk about the Roland and uh, specifically the BN20 and BN20A. We'll talk about what it does, a bit of what it costs. And then we're going to go ahead and talk about some other technologies that are similar in capability or where they might have crossover 
And, uh, and if you run into somebody who is better suited for one of these other technologies online, they may tell you the other technology is better. However, it's, it really just depends on what they're doing. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, one of the problems we have as a company when it is, is, is the reason that we've done so well is because we do so many different things mm-hmm. that so many times someone will come into the business looking for one piece of technology and then end up with something completely different. The oddest combination is how many people buy direct-to-garment printers after they came in originally asking about embroidery machines. Yeah, you know, I mean, we just run into that all the time. So that open mind is good. And hopefully what we talk about next is going to help you work through that process. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. So um, since we're here to talk about a specific piece of equipment, and um, although this is a bit of a commercial for a piece of equipment, we're going to try to just objectively talk about all this stuff together. So this is great education for anybody who's new to the industry um, and maybe is just getting started. And maybe you're thinking about starting an embroidery business or you just bought an embroidery machine. All of this information is going to be great knowledge because um, six months from now or a year from now, you're going to be that person on a Facebook group or something asking about what to get next. And you're going to be glad that you have this information. Um, Further, if you already own a Roland, um, this could maybe put some insight into some things you're doing now or you might be doing later and what your next upgrade might be. Because as we've mentioned before, um, 75 to 80% of all of our surveyed customers own multiple pieces of equipment right. uh, for various reasons, right? Every, uh, right. Th- every store you go to sells multiple things, right? And if <laughs> um, they don't, if, they will. Yeah, yeah. There's very few places that sell one thing. Um, I know it popped in my head, nothing bunt cakes. Have you had oh, okay. that? No. That's um, interesting. A lot of listeners will have had that. Um, and, the and they only, only sell bunt cakes. They only sell bunt cakes and they're the best thing you've ever eaten. I, I, I will say, I'll, I'll say probably, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say for now. For now. But I also want to, you know, to, to what you were talking about before, I also wanted to point yeah. out that um, all of the equipment that we sell and then we talk about works. Mm-hmm. And it works well for the application that it was designed for. Mm-hmm. and with the proper training and with the proper work on your part. So, so none of it, should you listen to, you know, uh, that just the, the machine just doesn't work. That system doesn't work. It doesn't produce a good result. It, uh, you know, I don't like it because of this, you know, um, these all work and we stand behind it and we'll talk about mm-hmm. Roland um, be, right now because um, we're super excited about it. Yeah. Uh, great. I think it's, DTF is our newest printer, but Roland is our newest kind of like that competes with um, white toner printing and with sublimation, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and we love it not just because it's novel, because it does things that none of the other technologies that we have does well. Yeah, that's great. So so let's let's talk about some of this stuff and um, everything that uh, we sell at Coldesi. You made a good made a good comment that I think is worthy worthy of mentioning and uh, not a commercial for us at Coldesi, even though it kind of is, but, but there's not just one print and cut system system out there. There's not just one sublimation system or DTG printer. 
and Coldesi as an organization gets um, propositioned by organizations from all over the world to sell their equipment, and not all of them make the cut. I, I love um, I love the your your choice of words. <laughs> we get propositioned Thanks. like we're in a bar. Coldesi's in a <laughs> yeah. bar. Another and, manufacturer and comes up do. to us. And some equipment we could sell and make more money on if we sold that piece of equipment, right? Yeah. We can make a lar- a bigger profit. We um and e- so it's not just about money. It's about uh, Coldesi wants to sell equipment that works really well, that has good reputation, that we can support. Um, and it's important when you're investing in equipment that you're looking to do that too. Um, you could because you could potentially save 10 or 20% or 30% on a piece of equipment. Um, that's just not good. And that's just, um, right. that's just a little side note of when you're making investments in the future about what you're investing in and making sure you're investing in something good. This isn't the um, TV for your living room where you just say, you know what, we're just going to save 300 bucks and buy the generic high sense version. And then, yeah, if it breaks in two years, who cares? You know, yeah. this is something that's designed to make you money. So it's really important. When it breaks, when it breaks, it stinks and you, you lose money. So um, let's go into the Roland BN20 print and cut. And let's just talk about this piece of equipment for those who might not know what it is. Sure. So um, you've used it most, Mark Vila. Why don't you, why don't you talk about what, what is print and cut, first of all? Okay. Uh, so um, a print and cut system it is a roll fed printer um, that you put a roll piece of rolled piece of material in or rolled material in and this rolled material can have various applications the material can be used for t-shirts or stickers or uh, automobile app automobile applications uh, window clings even paper right it's a roll fed printer so you don't put sheets of paper in um, or specific size, you put a roll of, of, of we'll just say paper for now, a roll of material. Um, uh, media would probably be the most, the problem, yeah, I just say it. you put a roll of media in there. And uh, while it's, uh, while it's, it's feeding the roll of media in, it's printing. When it's done printing, um, you then have the option of, of the media feeding back into the machine and actually cutting out your design. So if you had, um, if you were making stickers and the stickers were uh, in the shape of, um, what could we say? What could we say? We'll say uh, a, a beer glass for a bar, right? They have their, and it's, and it's a big beer glass. You can actually cut it out in the shape of the actual of mug, right? Or the glass or whatever it is. Um, so you can have a logo printed on it the beer printed on it, the foam on the top, the handle, everything printed. And then you can cut it out all out, including the actual hole in the handle. And then you end up with a sticker that's cut out perfectly in the shape of what you printed. Gotcha. So, this so like be, a, yeah. so it's a, um, it's an inkjet printer and mm-hmm. a vinyl cutter. Yeah, combined. that's great. That's great. It's an inkjet printer and the vinyl cutter combined together. Um, and it's, they're really popular and powerful pieces of equipment because like you said, I mean, you can make a custom made sticker or a t-shirt transfer or whatever it is in an exact shape with tons of colors on it. So, um, it, it, you don't, it doesn't require necessarily, um, or I should say, let me say it differently. It doesn't matter what colors you want to put on there. Right. 
right? It doesn't matter what you want to do. You can make a sticker or a t-shirt transfer or a window cling into any shape and design you want. So it's, which is really, it's just, it's really powerful piece of equipment and, for and, creating and something custom. Frequently you can use the same image, mm -hmm. you know, on all three of those, you know, you can, you can That's have right. the same image that you created, go on a t-shirt and go on a mug, you know, things like that. And I will stop here and just say it is, it prints beautifully. Mm -hmm. Like it really, like the images are excellent. Yeah. Um, they're not, when Mark, when Mark says, you know, it'll print any color, it is bright and vivid um, and significantly saturated color. Looks good. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to look better than uh, anything you printed on your home printer at home on a piece of paper yes. by, by a lot. It's a very commercial grade piece of equipment. And, um, and there's, and it's, uh there's just there's so much power to having when you in your business being able to have a really high resolution purpose-built system like this right so um what's great about a print and cut system is you can get a printer and a cutter separately so you could get a color printer that prints on sheets of materials and you can get say a graph tech vinyl cutter which is another great piece of equipment, by the way, um, that doesn't print. And you could take that printed piece of material and you could put it in your graph tech cutter and then cut that out, right? A two-step process. A lot of people do this. A lot like, of people do know, it. And there's advantages and disadvantages, right, um, yeah. to that. But um, what one of the things you have about a purpose-built system is the ink and the cutter and the blade and all of the materials for it are all designed to work together. Right. So, right. So when you have the, the separate systems, you will get paper that you print on and then you go to cut it. And it doesn't just cut that. It doesn't cut that clean or you're going to mess with it a bunch of times. And maybe you finally nail it down and it comes out well. Um, but when you have a purpose-built system where, where it's all together, that's where you get that finished product that you mentioned, Mark, that's just so beautiful. Yeah is because it's all designed together from the material to the blade to the ink. And I think that that's a really good, you know, talking about pur purpose-built systems is a really um, kind of a clear delineation between um, some of the other technologies more than this one. Um, but whenever you put multiple pieces of equipment together to create one end result, or you are the one that's responsible for sourcing things like you buy ink from one manufacturer and you buy mm -hmm. a printer that you retool to do something it wasn't designed to do. You know, when you start getting into that or buying those even from someone who's done it a bunch, there, there, are, um, there are more problems typically than if it was just, hey, you know, this is what we built it for. We, we support it to do these things. We've tested it a bunch of times to do this. You know, that's an advantage to the mm -hmm. BN20. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, uh, one, an example, just if we're going to talk about purpose-built systems, yeah, um, yeah. one thing we can compare that everybody probably has some uh, experience with is um, if you got into if you got a smartphone back when they were called smartphones, now they're just phones, I guess. Um, but maybe so, if we say 10, 15 years ago ish, right? If you got one of the first ones. Um, uh, if somebody got an HTC brand phone or something like that, 
it was a phone built from a lot of different parts. And then they had Google software they put on it. And those earlier phones were really glitchy, right? The batteries didn't last very long. You'd have to take the battery out and reset it all the time. You know, there was a lot of things they were, they were a pain in the butt to use. A lot of people just stuck with their flip phone. Yeah. Because it just worked and it wasn't any drama. And if you had an early smartphone, it wasn't. And and that, but Apple purpose built a phone that was every part and the software was all designed together. And there was one iPhone. Right back then, there was only one version of an iPhone forever. Right. There was only one version. And that's the reason why the iPhone. That's one of the reasons why the iPhone completely took over the smartphone market. Yeah. I mean, they were, they, they occupied something like 80, I believe, if, if I recall, like 80 plus percent of the smartphones out there for a long time. Nowadays, you might have a Samsung phone or a Google phone. And, um, but these phones now um, are more purpose-built systems. So a friend of mine um, uh, works in the cell phone industry and he just got a new Google phone. And that Google phone has the version of Android is specifically designed for that phone all together and he's like this works way closer to the iphone than the very first google phone i had there you go. so when a system is designed to work together it's cleaner it works nicer and it is a beautiful product and uh and that's one of the reasons why the roland bn20 print and cut um became so successful and became the name um for print and cut systems so now that we know all about that we should talk about some things that um, it's really good at, and okay. and then we could talk about some other competitive equipment that will um, that can beat it in certain areas, or 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 is uh, or is not as good in other areas. Let me let me um, let me interrupt that for a second because mm-hmm. I think one of the things that you should know about the Roland the BN twenty version is that part of the the negative comments that you might get from big print shops is. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it's small and it's slow, right? So, um, and that, and it is small and slower than the larger, you know, 56 inch commercial units that a lot of um, sign makers have. But you, in that combination of the ink and being purpose-built and being able to be an inkjet printer and great and print on vinyl is the cost for the machine itself. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. kind of in the calculation. And one of the reasons why it's going to be compared to the technologies it is, is because, you know, at between six and eight thousand dollars, you know, the Roland is not the best print and cut machine on the planet. Mm-hmm. There are definitely one hundred and fifty thousand quarter million dollar print and cut machines that are amazing. You know, the ones that hang banners on the side of buildings, you know, um, so it's it's not just the combination of the items it's the purpose of the items and how it fits in your business mm-hmm. right well, so and uh, and that's mixed in with price yeah uh, also an important thing to mention since we're talking about just the topic of equipment shopping in general and and understanding things um inexpensive expensive slow fast these are relative terms and it's 100%. it's actually something it drives me insane i'm going to be honest with, with some yeah. of you folks out there on the internet about saying things are expensive or slow and it's compared to what right yeah, that is so the most common response yeah so somebody might say 
Um, oh, Toyota Corolla, that's slow car, <clears throat> right? Yeah. And just making that up. I just, I just had, had that in my mind. Um, okay. I mean, um, com- like compared to what? Like compared to a brand new, like Mustang GT. Okay. Yeah. It's super slow. also, ha- also half the cost. Right. Right. Um, compared to a Toyota Corolla, a, toy- a 2022 Toyota Corolla compared to a two- 2000 Toyota Corolla. It's probably twice as much horsepower over those yeah. 20 years um and compared to walking super fast yeah super fast compared and to it walk- goes for <laughs> and it really does go for go to price too because we wow that's way too much you know we try to yeah. put the prices in all of our ads you know just yeah. so it won't surprise people um so we put the prices in and we get wow that's way too much you guys hearing me say that the Roland BN20 and A versions you know, are somewhere between $6,000, $8,000 right now. That price varies. And some of you are going, wow, that is way more than I can afford or way too much money. And, you know, and that is also compared to what? You know, because something that is way too much money, if you were just going to do it as a hobby, is cheap if you're going to make money with it. It's way too much money to spend um, $10 to create a wholesale shirt if you're, you know, if you aren't selling it for 20 or $25, mm-hmm. you know, it may be way too, sometimes way too much money or way too expensive means that you don't think you can afford it or mm-hmm. that you don't know, you don't have a, a good, um, a good business plan. That's going to, you don't know how much money it will make you. Yeah. Um, you might be saying that I don't have that much room on my credit card. Yes. So there's a difference between the size of your budget and uh, how expensive something is. So um, a a friend of mine just bought a a Ford pickup, a big, the big one. Right. Right. I mean, I don't know how much he spent on this. I'm going to guess it's like an $80,000 truck. Um, That's out of my budget on on a car myself. I'm not, I'm not not going to buy that. Too too expensive. expensive too expensive he owns a roofing company and he hauls tons and tons of stuff with this truck that makes him money so for him it's a business asset he has a reason he has a special special tow thing that he has installed in the bed of the truck so he can haul like fifty thousand pounds i don't know the numbers i'm making things up but for him it's not too expensive it's what he needs yeah, yeah, for the business, for me, an an eighty thousand dollar truck would just be ridiculous. I drive to the grocery store and I I don't haul anything ever. You know, but you I do haul. buy a lot of canned goods though. So I, I buy a regular. I, I I buy a small amount of canned goods. Actually, I'm all I'm a whole. I don't food. think that's true, but I'm not going to challenge you. Other than say that. <laughs> okay, so the BN twenty. Um, yeah. Let's get to the good stuff and talk about why it's fun and why Great. it's um, the best product that anyone should buy for any reason. Great, great. Okay. So you want me to say some things? Yeah, that's a cue for me. Great, I love it. Um, so, um, I'll, I'll just kind of name things that are really great for. And if you're okay. going to do this, I recommend it. So, um, for one, um, your volume should be. I, I would just. This is a. Re- these are relative terms, but on um, like a small to medium volume. Right, a small to medium volume business. You're not going to be printing a hundred thousand stickers in a day, right? You know, you're you're a different business. This is somebody where your orders might be um, 
10 things, you know, your customers might be ordering 10 of something, 20 of something, 200 of something, 500 of something, right? Uh, uh, Double and triple digit numbers, you know, at most, right? So that's kind of the volume you're doing. You're probably working mainly with small businesses. You're probably not doing um, uh, stuff for Walmart right? Where you're printing yep. all of the stickers for their packaging, right? You're probably not doing that. You're probably working with local, uh, local businesses, small businesses, or selling online. Um, stickers, you know, especially when they're custom shaped and full color stickers, um, printed stickers. This isn't just like a, you know, you can do a single cut sticker on it beautifully too, but you can do a sticker with a logo. Um, that sticker can be used um, indoor or outdoor. Right. You can use it for um, just sticking it on a laptop or sticking it on a car or sticking it on a window, you know, or something like that, or a, or a sign for a store or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, banners, any type of advertisement banners you want to do, and these could be indoor or outdoor. Um, so birthday party banners, sale banners, grand opening banners, you know, all stuff like that. You can print huge, huge banners with this type of stuff. Um so those I say are uh, and window anything that you want to put window on a window any so, window signage. So so maybe maybe if we you know if we use it um, as an example of how you would deal with like a maybe a business and a high school. Mm-hmm. So if you go into a small business and let's say it's a it's a it's a hair salon and you get them as a customer. Mm-hmm. So with the BN20, you can do promotional signage on the outside, which might include a grand opening banner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can put um, seasonal specials on a window cling or whatever information that you want to portray to people just walking by the hair salon. Mm-hmm. Once somebody goes inside, you could do um, little promotional items on stickers on the, on the counter. You know, maybe if you sell something special to your customers. You could put the um, logo and the hairdresser's name on a on an apron um, that mm-hmm. they might use. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's any local products that you sell, you can put your own label on it. Um, what am I missing? If you have a big fan base, you could sell your business T-shirts. Somebody mm-hmm. wants Cold Desi Hair Salon on their T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are the kinds of things. If if they want, if that business wants to say thank you to its best customers and send them something, give them a coaster or some kind of other tchotchke. You, you know, you can do that for a small business, mm-hmm. which sounds so pretty good. Great, yeah. It's a great little one-stop package where you can walk into a barbershop, hair salon, um, uh, a mortgage company, insurance yep. company, you know, any, any of these local businesses, restaurants, and you can do almost anything that they want to a degree, right? I mean, there's always a limitation, but like you said, you know, you can go into that restaurant and you can print a ton of things for them. And we won't get into the knots just yet, but we're getting close to the knots. I'm looking at Um, one right now. So Um, let's, um, so let's just briefly talk about the same thing with the school, because those are our two, you know, most of our customers are doing stuff for small businesses or schools, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's, that's a lot of it. So for a high school, for example, um, you'll probably get a lot more, there's potential for a lot more banner business mm-hmm. because you could sell sponsorships for, for any of the sporting events, or you could print up schedules and put them on a banner in front of the school. Um, you can do a signage in the classroom. 
Uh, you can do wall stickers that people can put the periodic table up, you know, something like that. You can do booster shirts, school shirts, athletic wear, um, locker stickers. Those are big. You could do temporary stickers for the kids' cars or parking stickers. Mm -hmm. um, if you wanted to give away something for teacher appreciation, you know, or for a particular holidays, you could do that. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, it's sounding really good the more I talk about it. Yeah. Well, you can also do um, outdoor banners too. Yep. So um, just and a point of clarification, since that made me think of it is you, um, you can just cut any vinyl in there relatively right. any that's, that's a good point so if you wanted to buy an outdoor media in a single color and then like we we sell all this stuff on coleman and Com company you can yeah. buy a sticker material and then you can buy up an outdoor banner you know like the I, i'm not sure the the material it's made out of but i forget off the top of my head but we all know those outdoor tough banners with the yeah. rings on the sides that you tie up to a fence when the orthodontist wants to you know, sponsor the school. When I think about that, because that's what I see every day. Yeah, I see two orthodontists next to each other that both sponsored the school with outdoor banners. One banner, somebody with a BN20 needs to call them and make a new one. <laughs> because, because if I'm, if I have a choice between those two, I'm picking the one I'm going to take the good and orthodontists yeah. have money. That's a good, that's yes, a good. They, yeah. Um, but you could, so you can, roll a single color piece of material like if you just wanted a white banner with black text you could just roll black material through it and, and cut it out and stick it to the banner and now you have an outdoor banner yeah. or you could charge more and tell your customer hey instead of doing it just black on white why don't we do like a rainbow of colors you know we yeah. can do a bunch of different colors you know you have kids there it's a school where you know, this will catch eyes of people more than just the black on the white. Right. And so you could do either one of those things. So you could do the outdoor type of stuff, too. Um, and it's really just a great, versatile piece of equipment um, because you can because you could do all this, too, and you can use any material. It is a really nice piece of equipment for T-shirts. Um, and I think this is where we might start to transition into benefits of other equipment, maybe. But um, you can just cut regular T-shirt vinyl. You can cut, yeah. you know, a glitter material or a metallic material or just a black T-shirt material that's going to go on a white T-shirt, you know, yep. um, and you can, of course, print and cut. So that Coldesi logo that you have, um, theoretically, um, we could have, you know, printed this out and cut it out and, and then put it right on either one of the shirts that we're wearing. If you're yeah, watching, and I just want to uh, I just want to throw out a stat here. The, the BN20 is a 20 inch print and cut machine. And the rolled media is typically what seventy five feet. I think uh, I, that does sound right. Yeah, I think I think up. so. So yeah. you know, when you talk about the size and capability, we get questions about how big can it print. It can print about nineteen and three quarter inches by seventy four feet. You know, or something <laughs> something, along those lines. something like that. Yeah. I, I yeah yeah, and and there's there's. Maybe there's reasons why you might not want to do that, but we don't have to get into no, that. No, you but never you could, want to do that. You never, I made that <laughs> all up. But you could print, if you wanted to do a giant banner that was going to go across the entire length um, of the football field, for example, you could do that in sections, in really large sections, and 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 do and do that complete job with this machine that could that yeah. could go in. And, and you could even be creative and stack it, you know, too high and, 
and you know 20 wide and have a yep. giant logo that that theoretically was 20 prints and, or something like and that. And just from a from a physical standpoint, I mean, one thing that the BN20 has over its larger, larger cousins, even in the Roland line, is that it's it is a 20-inch cutter. So it mm-hmm. fits anywhere. Like we any have de- it on any a, desk or table. On a, um, a table, like yeah. just a regular. You know, it's a, I mean, it's a packaging table, so it's not like a card table or anything, but, you know, it's not overly big. You can easily run it in, you know, a small bedroom, you know, or in a retail space Mm -hmm. because there's no huge smell. You know, it doesn't require a lot of space. It's very um, retail and home business friendly, small business. Yeah. Yeah. It it is a, uh, it's an on-demand type of a printer. So you could have, um, theoretically, you could have a customer walk in request something you could set it up print them a sample real quick get their approval and then print the rest of their job just say hey go to lunch and come back and they'll be done so you know? um the what would you say i'm going to put you on the spot what would you mm-hmm. say is the best thing that the roland can do like what's the best application that or your favorite application mm-hmm. um i really think anything um with sticker material I think is probably one of my favorites. If you want to, if you want to put a label or or sticker on something, whether that yeah. would be um, on a wall, on a car, on a laptop, on a locker, just give away stickers for promos, any of that stuff. I think it's great because of uh, how simple it is, and um, there's not extra steps. Right. Um, when you're creating um, T-shirts, for example, there are um, steps to creating the shirt. Right. Right. Um, and um, and we can get into ways you can create a shirt faster than the than the rolling yeah. uh, would, would, and, would and, create a shirt. And I'd say that um, my applications, the growth chart that we printed blew me away. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's just it really is just a banner that you put vertical instead of horizontal. But I thought it was such a good idea. And it really woke me up to this idea of the wall stickers. Mm -hmm. Because if you think it was a six foot um, growth chart with all kinds of uh, animated illustrated characters on it, um, it was very cool, very unique. And the idea that you can do something like that really caught my imagination. And the other thing is when you did the window claims. Yeah. I mean, because you see those everywhere. And I just feel like... If you walked down a retail, like a, um, a shopping center and just said, hey, I do window cleans, I bet you get orders for three or four at every place you stopped. Like I've wanted to do this sign or I've wanted to do this or, you know, we're going to be closed on, you know, Tuesdays from now on. I really want something quick to put up. Those are both really applications that I really like. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's great, too. The window clean is uh, is very cool. You know, it's very cool. And it is it is a nice um easy way to be able to just to, to sell the product too, right? Because right. Um, uh, although I love the stickers, it is a little bit, if I had to sell something and walk up to shops, it would be, hey, I can print you stickers versus like a very specific niche application where you could say, hey, for your window outside, if you need somebody local to print a window cling, you know, I can turn around stuff, you know, same or next day for you often. And if you want to do flash sales or, or any signage like that, and um, and the windows clean can go inside or outside the window, you know, which is cool too. You know, sometimes you don't want it on the outside because maybe weather or vandalism. I don't know. Right. Um, but it can go in indoor or outdoor or both, which is cool too. 
Um, so, and then, um, so now uh, there's some other pieces of equipment we could probably get into that yes. oftentimes uh, end up next to this piece of equipment in the decision-making well, process. I want to, I want to bracket the cost again, okay. because we said it was like, you know, it's going to be somewhere between six or $8,000. And when you buy around, when you spend about $6,000, um, if you um, finance that, you're going to be spending 130 to $150 a month. These are all okay. really rough numbers. Okay. Yeah. And that's of course, you know, approved credit and all stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 All, yeah. All that stuff. But I want to put frame that up because, you know, how much, Mark, how much do you think like a window cling or one of any one of the things that you mentioned might sell for? So, I mean, if you're going to, you're not going to reasonably do any order as a business, I would say, unless the customer is going to be prepared to spend 50 bucks. 25 to 50 bucks is probably, I mean, and I mean, and there's a lot of people listening who say, I wouldn't even just start it up for that. Right. Yeah, agreed. But, agreed. But, 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 um, even, but even at yeah. that, even at that, you know, if you've got $140 finance payment, you know, and, and I'm, I'm saying this to those folks that think that the six to $8,000 is too expensive. Mm -hmm. you know, um, if you, if you get a $50, if you get a $50 order and you make, you know, even if you make, 20 bucks off of that, you know, it's your seven or eight orders away from making your payment. Yeah. And, and, the, and, if you're you're not, and if you're not doing seven or eight orders a month, then you're not in business anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, a, that's kind of where I was going to go with it too, is saying if you're in business, um, you should be doing orders every day, you know, and it might take you a little bit to build up to that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but in the beginning, you just, you really just have to say, like you said, I have to be able to go out there and sell 300 bucks worth of stuff yeah. to people. And if you, when you consider, we order stickers, um, we don't always don't print our own stickers here because sometimes we need to print in mass and we don't sell, uh, we already talked about, we don't sell the that this isn't for if you have a 5,000 piece order, right? Right. So, so we order 5,000 stickers sometimes for various pieces of equipment or supplies. And one of those, you know, when we do um, orders, I think we just did an order for like 200 stickers, which the Roland could have done it. Um, and that order alone was almost 200 bucks. Yeah. Small, so a small order right there, you know, almost covers this payment. I mean, there's some costs, so not quite, but um, also if you're doing t-shirts, it's the same thing, you know, t-shirts, custom t-shirts, small orders, you can make 10 bucks a shirt. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. So you're talking to 15 shirts, 15 shirts, isn't even a reasonable single order for anything. Right. So, right? so you could even like, so this is in, this is why this and the other products that we're going to talk about are firmly also in the side hustle range. You know, because even with a side hustle, you can sell 20 or 30 items. Yeah, you know what I mean? If you're selling shirts, you can sell 20 or 30 shirts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you, you, know, if and, you and have so a, you're not losing money, and then you can focus on success. Yeah. Even the smallest of businesses, if you just break it down real simple, um, you're the person who might cut your lawn and do your landscaping. Maybe it's a really small company, like three people. Right. Right. That's it. And you have the opportunity to sell them shirts and hats. Well, they don't just want one shirt because they're going to wash it every day, right? right. Um, they probably at least want five days worth of shirts, right? A week right. and then do the laundry on the weekend. If 
five times three, that's 15 shirts. And then they at least want one hat, maybe two hats a piece. So there's, you know, six hats potentially. So here's an order like that single piece, that single order right there can make a monthly payment. Right. For a super small company who wants that. Now, if you actually, if you get into something bigger, like a, you mentioned a hair salon, there could be 20 people that work there. Right. Uh, a restaurant, you know, you could have 10, 20, 30, 50 people that work in a reasonable size restaurant. So, so, so let's, um, but before we move on to everything else, do we want to talk about what um, the BN20 does not do best? out of other equipment? Or do we want to talk about the next two pieces of equipment and highlight what they do better? Yeah, I, I think that's, that's it, everything is in comparison. So I don't really feel comfortable saying that the BN20 doesn't do something best yet compared to these pieces of equipment until we maybe bring that out. Okay. And then we could say why it does it a little bit better because one of the things we're gonna say is t-shirts. Right. But it's a relative, it's a relative thing. Um, because I would much rather do a, um, a t-shirt with a Roland BN20 than say a cricket. Yes. Or honestly, right. I'd, I'd much rather do it me personally with the BN20 than screen printing. Than screen printing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but relative, right. If you had to do yeah. 3000 shirts, you yeah. know, I, I, we, we now are in a different territory. So let's, the next thing we'll talk about, let's talk about our white toner systems, the digital heat effects. Right, so, um, and that, that's not just one printer, right? The mm -hmm. BN20 and the BN20A is really just one printer. Mm -hmm. Both both the model numbers aren't significant, um, you know, as far as the capabilities that we run into all the time and they're relatively close to the same price. The digital heat effects line of white toner printers ranges like from 5,000 to 16,000 mm -hmm. depending on what you get. So there's a lot more there. You, the first thing you get into is a lot more options. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and a, uh, a white toner system is uh, it's a toner based system. So it's not a liquid inkjet system. It's a toner system. Uh, so it's a dry print type of system. And uh, these print on um, sheets, on pieces of paper, on single pieces okay. of paper, not rolls. Uh, but you still can print all the colors like you could on the uh, Roland. You know, you can you can print a full full array because they both print with um, CMYK or CMYW on the white toners. But relatively, if you want yellows and like blues and oranges and greens, yeah, yeah, you could you could print any colors your customers want within reason. And pretty much um, the you know if you if you think about like it's the Roland is basically a cutter. Mm -hmm. And the um, the digital heat effects white toner printers they're they're basically a color printer. They're a color like printer, like a color copier, like something that you have on your desk. And they they don't require cutting at all. So right. if you were want to print a design on a T-shirt, once you print it, whatever you printed is the only thing that will stick to the shirt. You don't have to cut out your shape. Right. When you're working with rolled material, the entire roll is a sticker. The entire roll is a T-shirt transfer, which is why you print on it and then you cut out what you don't what you don't want. You're cutting out what you want to stick on the shirt and what you don't want to stick on the shirt. Yeah. And if, if you're used to heat transfer vinyl um, traditional or you're used to using a cricket or a silhouette or something like that, we're talking about weeding. Weeding. Mm -hmm. Right. We're talking about, you know, with the. With the Roland, what most people end up doing is printing something that is a full image, 
and then just cutting out an outline because it's very fast. And if you're doing a, st a sticker or something like that, that's fine. For a t-shirt transfer, you know, you might leave, uh, if you're gonna print out um, a word, you have the space inside the A and the O that have to be removed. You know, uh, if it's a vinyl system, you know, you might use a pick or your finger to remove it. With the white toner transfers, that all comes off when you peel it. So there's, you basically, um, there's no more manual prep. Yeah, it's like self-weeding is 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 a term that people use for it. I like that. You know, it's a self-weeding system. So um, now, talking about why somebody might call in for a for a BN twenty or a BN twenty A and might end up with a digital heat effects is usually going to be when the primary focus of the of the business is is printing on textiles, so t shirts. Right. T-shirts yeah. and and uh, hoodies and you know polos and and dress shirts and all that stuff. Usually they end, they end up with a digital heat effect system. So now it's kind of now we can get into the comparison on on why it's a bit superior. Um, for one is that weeding that you just mentioned. It's a self weeding system. So that means you print, put on a shirt, print, put on a shirt. With the print and cut system, you print you weed you add your transfer paper to that so now now it is a transfer and then you put it on the shirt so it, it is more steps um also toner printing is um, significantly faster than inkjet printing magnitudes faster you know you can print 20 30 transfers in the time it might take to print one on an inkjet system I mean, even, I mean, even even just like when you think about a laser printer kind of thing versus an inkjet printer, if I print something to my brother, black and white laser printer here, and it's just, just black text, um, it's very fast. If I bring out my inkjet version of that printer, even if it's just black, it's still slow because mm -hmm. it's advancing the paper at a slower rate. You know, the, um, the digital heat effects, it just, it just whips right through it. It prints a beautiful image very quickly. Yeah, an example. If you're not familiar with this at all, if you've used a copy machine before, right, or you've seen one That's being it. used in a movie, um, <laughs> you uh, you hit start on copies, then all of a sudden it just go, they're zipping out, zip, 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 zip. The papers just fly out, right? And if you've if you've used a, an inkjet printer at home, and you hit print, you hear it kind of going back and forth, putting the ink on, and the paper slowly pops out. Right. That's the difference. It's the same difference in this right here. So the toner system just prints way faster. You don't have to weed. It's a self weeding system. And um, you can print all the same colors. Uh, and and it's just it's just faster. It's relative. It's just faster and easier. I think yeah, that's just so, a simple way in comparison. I, I agree. And the. The idea that you are, you're going to make a transfer every time with the digital heat effects. So the, the idea that you can not just apply that to a t-shirt, but you can also, from a business case standpoint, you can sell that transfer some, to somebody else to do the same thing. I would say it's a lot more reasonable to make transfers that you can hand to somebody else to put on shirts mm -hmm. than it is to do that with the BN20. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, if one of the big things I think where we start running into the comparison now, so now we know why somebody 
chose the white toner printer. They're primarily doing t-shirts. They realize that the that they can print faster and easier with the toner system. Uh, so they so they go ahead and say, and they can also do some hard surface stuff with the toner yeah, system absolutely. too. Okay, <laughs> and that means and, and you uh, can, promotional products like like you might do with the with the BN twenty, like like apply to tiles, you know, or coaster, like you know, or, or something like that. Um, now starting to then you run into some some of these like some of these other items like uh, a mug that I have here. Mm-hmm. This is a digital heat effects printed mug. Yeah, hey, what this is this? Been, so is this one? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you got red versus blue right here. Um, this was printed in, I believe this is a 2019 when we did this. Mm-hmm. Might have been 2020, but I think it's 2019. I, I, I use it all the time. It's uh, been in the dishwasher. I don't even know how many times now. Looks great. Ton, ton. This is perfect. I mean, you could analyze this pretty deep. It's perfect. If this was done with a sticker from the uh, Roland, it, w- it would be peeled off by now. It wouldn't yeah. be it, the the sticker material um, because you're using um, some sort of vinyl material, glue, sticky glue like tape, you know, but more professional, like scotch tape, but much more professional, stuck onto something. That adhesion will break down with heat and water and chemicals over time. This right here is actual toner, you know, heat applied to this. It takes a lot more energy and heat and, and chemical energy and, and, uh, and heat energy to remove this more than a dishwasher will apply. Okay. Um, the stickers are not that strong. Right, stickers will cut will come will come off easier with heat and chemical and chemical reactions. So, uh, if I was doing T-shirts, I was doing mugs. I'm leaning towards that digital heat effect system. Um, the digital heat effect system I wouldn't choose for stickers. Right. I now can you buy sticker paper that's already cut or not cut and run it through a toner printer? And yeah. get a sticker, and then you can put it into a cutter, or you can hand cut it yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, anything you can do with a color laser printer, you can do yeah. with a. Yeah, so so you could buy sticker paper and you can cut it. Um, if I was gonna, uh, but I wouldn't want to do that all day. I would rather have a purpose built system that will automatically print it and cut it and spit it out, and and then I could just and then I have stickers ready to go. Yeah. Um, plus, versus. Plus in, in- in the in the in the sticker business, you might get a 500 piece order. Yeah, and you don't want to print out, you know, 200 sheets on your digital heat effect system. You want the roll. You want to hit go. You want the roll, then, so you can just let it print and walk away. Yeah, you walk away, and then it, you come back, you know, uh, hour hours later when it's done, and and your stickers are done. Um, versus a sheet system, it's different. Now with t-shirts, you are handling every product individually. You know, so it doesn't matter where you are, if it's sheets or not, every one of those transfers needs to go on a t-shirt, needs to go into a heat press machine, all of that stuff. So you are individually handing every piece. So it's not necessarily an advantage or a disadvantage if you're doing sheets when it comes to t-shirts. When you're doing um, all of this falls into, you know, small, medium-sized business order. These aren't 5,000 piece orders. These are 500 piece or 50 piece orders. Um, However, if I'm doing, if I'm going to do stickers, um, window, window clings are, are, uh, one that I can go either way, okay. but 
uh, the window cling for a white toner printer is going to be sheet sized. So you are going to be limited on your size. Right. Um, and if you wanted to, say, do something very large, yes, you could piece it together. But now you have to print it out in pieces and consider that. That's a lot of work. If you wanted to do so, something so, really, yeah. I was just going to say, so to specify that one of the things that influenced the price range that we talked about with the digital heat effect system is how big of a piece of paper or film that it will take. Mm -hmm. So at the smallest, you're at around, you're at an eight and a half by 11 inch printer. Mm -hmm. And at the largest, you're at 13 by 19. So if you think, and there's 11 by 17 in the middle. So if you think those are the sizes that you have an option for, if you're doing window clings, you can either do it maybe eight by 10 or, you know, 10 by 16 or 12 by 18. The, that's what you have to work with. Yep. Yep, exactly. And you could, you can even print a huge window cling that you then cut, you know, in the machine. Yep. So you can put up in various pieces, you know, I wouldn't want to do that giant um, sign that we talked about. That's going to go like a quarter of the football field you know, or something no. like that. Right. I would never want to do that in a sheeted piece. It'd be, it'd be silly. It'd take forever and, and it wouldn't be a profitable job for the time. Um, but I'd be happy to do it with a, with something that can print, you know, 20 inches by, you know, 10 feet at a time, you know, yeah. much easier, you know? So um, there's kind of a, a difference in that. So um, if I'm shopping just to kind of simplify it again, um, if I'm going to be doing, um, a lot of signs, a lot of stickers, a lot of window cling type of stuff, banners, and sometimes I might do t-shirts. Um, I'm going to choose my the Roland. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to be doing t-shirts, um, promotional items like mugs um, and coasters and stuff like that, and that's my main. And I might do um, a little bit of signage stuff here and there. Or I might do um, a, a little sticker here and there. Um, I'm, I might be happy with the white toner printer because I know that those signs and stickers are going to be limited, but I'm, I'm not really offering that. That's not what I'm selling. Um, but if I will, uh, you know, I can buy some sticker paper and, uh, and print on it and then use a razor and cut them out because my customer wants 30 stickers with their, you know, 200 piece t-shirt. I agree. I agree with all that. I think, yeah. I think one thing that I don't want to want to um, forget to mention is that uh, maintenance is typically an important thing for a small business, especially a side hustler. Mm -hmm. And the when you get into something like the digital heat effects uh, LED printer, there's nothing that you can use that requires less care. Right? So there's no, mm -hmm. there's nothing daily, there's not nothing weekly, there's nothing monthly. I mean, basically, it's like, very similar to taking care of a laser printer. You turn, no yeah, you turn it on, you print, you go home and you're done. Right. You know, um, but with an with inkjet, ink with, it, it's it's different. Yeah, with an inkjet system, you want to leave it on. You want to keep it powered. It does auto maintenance. You know, um, you're going to do things like shake ink cartridges and head cleanings and you know various things like that. Um, so uh, there is a little bit more work to do. It's, I mean, it's minutes a day, but it does require work. Um, if I was yeah. going to want to turn this printer off for the season because um, we're by the lake during the summer, but during the winter, we leave the business because the lake's frozen. Like we legitimately have customers like that um, up in up in the uh, Midwest, you know. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to choose an inkjet printer for that. Right. 
I'm probably going to have to pack it up with me and bring it back to where I'm going so I can leave it plugged in and maintained or flush the system. You know, there's, there's work, the toner system. Um, you could, you could theoretically shut it off for months and then turn it back on and go. Yeah. Yeah. Which we have. Yeah. We've done that. Many we've times. had a printer. We've had a printer that just, we just, we had to stick in a closet. We moved buildings. We hadn't used it for four months. And we came in and and we turned it on and we did a test print on a piece of paper and the te- first test print's fine, you know. So and, advantage and, of a toner system. And well, I'll say the um, the BN twenty is a does amazing things for its size. Uh, the typical D- digital heat FX printer is less than half the size. Right? And the amount of footprint that it takes. The footprint. Yeah, and the it footprint. Takes. So you know the the um, the smallest and the middle line. Um, digital heat effects printer will both sit on a desk, like yeah. literally as a desktop printer. Well, uh, Mark and I, we broke, we were comparing desks before this. Right. Um, and we both, we both have modest small desks in our offices. We don't have the giant L desks, you know, and all that. We just have both like, I don't know, three, four foot desks. And um, you could have a small digital heat effects printer and your laptop on here. Yeah, the I mean, BN20 would take press. up the whole thing. Still need a heat press, but yeah, it's um, it's definitely a a more convenient, conveniently yeah. sized printer to own. Yeah, so so there's some size to say with that too. Um, so I think that wraps up the white toner. You know, yeah. we talked about some of the differences and why. And then uh, the last thing we talk about today before we wrap up the podcast would be a sublimation system. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, so w- this one, what I'll say first is. One of the biggest advantages, I think, to the sublimation system is the price, you know, because it, it is by far the most economical of all the things that we've talked about, mm-hmm. right? That you can get into a complete system for what, like $2,500 or less? Yeah. I mean, you, offer, you, could, you could theoretically start under a thousand, you know, um, but uh, just a, a quick definition, sublimation. Yeah. Um, sublimation is a transfer system. It's an inkjet transfer system. So you print on a piece of paper, special ink, special paper. Uh, you apply heat to it onto whatever you want to make, a t-shirt or a mug. Uh, and then the heat will transfer what you printed onto this, onto your material, onto your t-shirt or mug or whatever it is. And that's essentially what that is. Um, it is inkjet. So you get the benefits of all that, um, the vibrance of the colors, you know, and, and all that stuff like you do. I mean, you just print beautifully. Um, but you also run into some limitations. So right out of the gate, you said huge advantages. It's as far as the investment goes, you can invest in sublimation for quarter of the price, you know, relatively to either all the other two systems we mentioned today. Yep. So for a smaller budget, um, that does work. It's, um, it's nothing to do with being expensive or better than worse. It's just that this is, if your budget is probably closer to 2000 than 8,000, this might be a reason why you go this direction. Um, yeah, however, well, there's going to be some pros and cons in what you can make. Right. And, and, you know, I want to like, if you, I want to make sure that whenever you compare systems and you've got this vision for your business and you talk to us about which one might be best is that the, if you can finance it, it changes the picture completely. Yeah. Okay. That's fantastic. You, you know what I mean? Yep. Because, because mm-hmm. let me, let me do a little quick math here. Let's say you end up with a $2,500 system. You're going to spend, you know, maybe 60 or $70 a month, which is free. Um, mm-hmm. When you go for a $7,000 system, 
you're going to spend $155 a month, roughly. So um, $155 a month is still, if you're selling t-shirts, it's still only 15 shirts to break even. So if you're financing, the difference in that payment is rarely significant enough in yeah. this price range to make it the deciding factor. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. I mean, and, and uh, like that truck example I gave earlier, yeah. right? Now for a, a large roofing company, I don't know what that truck payment is. I mean, probably a thousand bucks. I have no clue. I'm just going to make that up. Um, so let's just say it's a thousand. Um, uh, a, to a roofing company that's doing a million dollar job every month, what's the difference between a thousand versus 1200 versus 700 payment, right? Nothing. Nothing. It doesn't make a difference. They're, they're, they're going to make a mistake that costs more than that every month. Um, the same is the same would be for this industry. If you're, if you're looking, if you're going to be selling 500 things, shirts, signs, whatever a month, um, the difference between a 150 and a $300 payment or a hundred dollar and $200 is nothing. Right. So, so when you're considering these dollar amounts and the totals, there is a total. But when you're talking about financing them and you look at your business, you just say, well, what are my goals? What am I going to do? The payment's $100 a month versus $300. Well, the $300 is a scarier number in the beginning because yes. you are maybe working on a shoestring budget and, and you don't have a hundred grand saved. You're working off of, you know, trying to figure it into your, your monthly income that you make now because you're starting a side hustle. It's a scarier number, but in the scheme of things, it's selling a handful more, a handful more shirts. Yeah. Right. And go ahead. I, I lost my train of thought. Oh, perfect. I was going to say, I was going to say something about, <laughs> about the, uh, about the payments. Oh, um, I remember now. Um, it's we get the question um, for digital heat effects, which we didn't mention. How much is the toner, and how much is in the is the paper? Because mm -hmm. you know, when we start to compare here to the sublimation, there's going to be a large difference. Um, and focusing on how much is it going to cost to replace ink in the BN twenty toner in the uh, digital heat effects or ink in the sawgrass. Um, when you say that, those numbers don't don't matter. They matter depending on how much you have room, how much room you have on your credit card, you know, if that matters. Mm -hmm. But they don't matter to the end result of your business, because if you're going to make ten to fifteen dollars a shirt, that is with all of the supply cost built in. You know, so if the supplies, if it only cost you a dollar, but you only made a dollar ten. Mm -hmm. then those supplies would be too expensive. If the supplies cost you $10, but you make $15, that's 150% return. Mm -hmm. So now that $10 mm -hmm. should not be, shouldn't matter. Does that yes. make sense? Yeah. So the important question for that, I guess, is if you, you, um, if you're trying to figure out how much profit you can make per shirt and things like that, but that's mostly what the question should be. You know, for you, if you're looking to understand what your market is, what you can sell it for, how much profit you can make, those are those are important questions to ask. Um, how much does a cartridge cost is an irrelevant question. Right. Not, and how we're much, not we're not gonna dodge it. You can find you yeah. can find the pricing for everything on Colemanandcompany.com. Yeah, like we have we every single supply and roll. Yeah, all the supplies, <laughs> rolls, blanks, t-shirts, mugs, everything you can go to Colemanandcompany.com and you can research 
all that stuff. And that's not even buying in bulk, right? I mean, that's just buying one at a time. Um, and, and what what concerns me, what concerns me about that question is you're going to use it as an excuse not to buy the right piece of equipment or to start doing something at all. Like I was going to start mm-hmm. this t-shirt business, but I found out that, um, you know, the digital heat FX transfers cost $4 a sheet. Mm-hmm. Did you find out that you, you can make 10 or $15 a shirt when you put that, that sheet onto a shirt and sell it to somebody? You know, that's, that's not the reason. That's not the math that you should be paying attention to. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. Uh, so now talking about sublimation, we'll talk about why you would get it versus a BN20, right? We're not getting into awesome. versus digital heat effects. That's another thing, but versus the BN20, um, if you are going to primarily shirts again, yes. Right. Um, and the budget you're looking at is smaller. And one of the things I would say is if you're going to be working in um, a lot of uh, fitness apparel, right, or outdoor sports apparel, you might want to go with sublimation. Um, One of the reasons is that um, sublimation transfers, I'm just going to simply transfers ink to the shirt, right? Right. The Roland is going to transfer a rolled polyurethane material with an adhesive on the back to a shirt. Okay. Um, If you're doing a white moisture wicking outdoor shirt or a golf shirt or something like that, having no feel on a very lightweight shirt is very important. Right. Right. Um, Because you're sweating, you're doing polyester materials. You know, there's the reason why people want those materials is because they breathe and they wick moisture out for sweating and stuff like that. Um, So that's great for sublimation. Um, If you're doing um, concert T-shirts, which are mostly going to be dark colors, you need that rolled material because you that's how you can do a dark color or you need a white. So so the so. And that's because sublimation doesn't come with white ink as an option. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you when you are printing with a sublimation printer, you don't get the option of white. When you versus when you um, print on t-shirt vinyl with the Roland, you're printing on white material, and having the white background is what makes the colors true. It's what makes the colors pop. So if mm-hmm. you try to apply a um, sublimation transfer to a black shirt or a really dark gray shirt or any dark color, then it's just going to come out nasty. It's going to be muted. Um, It's not going to look right at all. So sublimation's big advantage is that you can't feel it at all. It's part of the shirt. Mm -hmm. And it looks fantastic on a light colored shirt. But the BN20 wins because it doesn't matter what color the material is that you put it on. For one thing, the the transfer is still going to look great. Yeah. So if you're looking to do promotional goods and T-shirts that are on light colors, it's okay that they're on light colors. uh, And you're going to be doing uh, mugs and mouse pads and photo slates and name tags, um, uh, T-shirts, even hats. You know, the sublimation system is a great win for that. 
The sublimation big, system is. I, I would even say it, it's a bigger variety of promotional materials that you can do a bigger variety of promote. You can do a mug that's going to be dishwasher safe. You can do yes. a tumbler. You know, you can do. Um, there's a lot of items you can do because you're not putting stickers on things like you are with the Roland. You're actually changing the uh, chemical properties of things so they now have a logo on them. If you want to get inspired, you should go to colemanandcompany.com and look up sublimation blanks. Yeah. I mean, we just did a custom license plate video yesterday and they look, they look fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so one of the things you're not going to do sublimation for is you're not really going to do stickers and banners at all. Right. Even less than you're going to do um, with it with the toner system. Well, let, let's say that, you know, we're talking about specific models, which is the um, right now it's the Sawgrass SG 600 and the SG SG, SG, uh, SG 500 and 1000. OK, so so we're talking about the desktop models that Sawgrass does. There are huge rolled um sublimation printers that are in the 20, 30, 50, $100,000 range that print fabric, you know, so it's not necessarily the technology itself. It's the combination of the technology and the printers. Yes. It's the, and it's a very specific <laughs> one we're selling. Cause yes, you could take a sublimation system and print on a polyester banner on a roll that can print something that can go on the side of a building. Right. You know, yeah, just not a, just not a desktop version. Yeah, so we're, we're talking about desktop ones. These print on sheets of paper again, not rolls. Um, they're uh, they're really designed to be transferred onto another piece of material. So I wouldn't want to use this to necessarily make um, an outdoor sign. It's just not. It wouldn't be the preference. Um, I wouldn't. You're not going to do. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do a sticker because you're going to print, even if you bought sticker paper and ran it through your printer, you're going to use expensive sublimation ink on a sticker. Yeah. When so it's so you're it's not very cost efficient at all. Um, and it's not that ink is designed to be transferred off the paper. It's not designed to be printed on the final product. Right. Toner can be on the final product or it can contain a transfer. And the same with print and cut from the Roland, that is your final product, or it might be a transfer onto something. But sublimation systems designed to be transferred. So um, this, so I, yeah, if you're gonna be, you're not gonna be doing window clings, you're not gonna be doing stickers, you're not gonna be doing banners. So there right there is like kind of your big difference. Your, your Roland BN20 is, is stickers, banners, all that stuff I mentioned, and t-shirts. Um, the sublimation system is just, no stickers, banners, you know, right. so if that's not a part of your business, then you can really consider why you might want to get a sublimation system versus a, uh, a, a Roland. Uh, I would say, but, but I, I think the two biggest disadvantages to a sublimation uh, transfer, you know, uh, versus the Roland and also versus digital heat effects is that you can't, you can't apply it to natural materials. You can't apply it to cotton. It doesn't come out right. Mm -hmm. You can only apply it to synthetics like white polyesters. And you also, you know, can't can apply it to black shirts at all of cotton or polyester. So um, yeah. which both the other technologies we talked about can do. Yeah. And you mentioned those concert tees, you know, white polyester con concert tees are not very popular. Right? They're 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 black. They're usually cotton or they're hoodies that are that are heavy cotton or something like that. So, you know, you're out of luck with a sublimation printer. You have to think of an alternative product to sell them. 
Yep. So sublimation is no no darks and and no cotton. You know, essentially, yep. in so many words. Um, so and, and there's all of this stuff that we mentioned for all these things. Yes, there are workarounds, and somebody could say, well, I know a way to print you know sublimation on a dark shirt, and I say, I mean, sure. You know, there's lots of ways I can make things happen with other things that I own. Right. You can, you can can transfer roofing materials with that Toyota Corolla. Yes, absolutely. It's just going to suck. Yes. It's going to suck. It's it's more work. It's not worth it. There's a lot better ways to do it. And you're at that decision-making phase, which is different than somebody who owns a sublimation system and has a way that they like to make stickers on it when their customer wants 20 stickers. Right. right? Uh, Okay. You know, like uh, I have, I, you know, I, my, I threw away my one pan that I had. I mean, I could still make, I can make eggs in a, in a, a big, a big pot. Yeah. You could fry eggs in a big pot. I mean, sure. Um, just uh, why would I want to do that every day? You know, so you're at the decision of what you're going to be doing every day. Now you're going to do it. So, um, I think we covered what all of these things, um, do, um, and what they cover and, and, and why you would want to make the decision. Is there anything else? Um, no, I, I think we slipped in quite a bit of our pet peeves, you know, that we, you know, the questions that people ask when you ask, um, you know, when you say it's, it's too much money or, you know, when you, when you hear comments about, I don't like this system, I use it, it doesn't work well. Or, you know, when somebody says that the supplies are too expensive or I could never afford that, you know, I hope we got through to you guys that might ask those questions when you realize there's multiple ways to look at this stuff. And when you look at it, look at it through the lens of a business and this piece of equipment is going to um, help you get to that goal that you've got and satisfy the customers that you intend to satisfy then I think it's a, this is a much easier process. And the BN20 mm. is a fantastic choice for people. So sell the crap out of them. Mm. You know, it took us about five minutes to become the biggest BN20 reseller in the country. You know, because of all of you, you know, when you, when we show you what it does and when we talk to you about the capabilities that you're looking for, it is frequently an answer that is a good option. Yeah. And that's alongside people comparing it versus these other systems, yeah. right? So we're happy to, you know, if somebody's looking to get started in the business, um, and I, I mean, there's a, you could slice this up a million ways, right? But if somebody calls us up and they say, I'm looking to start a business or grow or expand my business or whatever it might be, it doesn't matter to me too much if they leave with the smallest sublimation system no. or a big giant, you know, DTF printer. I mean, yes, there's difference in sales numbers and all that stuff is important for a business. But the fact that everybody who comes in had a conversation with somebody, chose what was right for them, and then left and was able to go on to be successful. I mean, that's the huge win in in large of, yeah. of, of what we try to do at Coldesi. So I'd say, that, I mean, the two um, big takeaways for me on this are... Um, uh, if you are looking to potentially get a BN20, and that's why you're listening to this podcast, hopefully this has helped either make the decision or not. Maybe you're thinking you need something different. Maybe you need that. Um, but you should contact one of the pros at Coldesi and just talk to them about what you want to do. Um, and the second takeaway is this 
you know, the three systems we mentioned here all have levels of pros and cons and what they can and can't do. And sometimes the answer is if you say, I need to do stickers for outdoor wear. I mean, sorry, I need to do t-shirts for outdoor wear and I need to do stickers. These are both core parts of my business. Then you may just say, my budget is no longer $8,000 for everything I wanted for the Roland, but I'm going to probably bump that up to 10 and I'm going to get a Roland, a heat press and a small sublimation printer. Yeah. And maybe you decide you just need both. And, and that's a decision a lot of people make because when you talk about payments, you know, maybe you go from uh, 250 to 300 to make that upgrade. Yeah. You know, or you go from 300 to 350 a month to make that upgrade. And now you've got, now you've do, now you do it all. Um, so, so the answer sometimes is multiple systems, but the real answer is talking to somebody who can help you get in the right, uh, get in the right piece of equipment. So you don't end up with a piece of equipment that you say, um, it's really slow to make t-shirts because I would have said, well, why did you, if you were looking to do fast t-shirt production, why did you buy that? That wouldn't be my first choice for that. There, that's great. And I think, um, my last comment is going to be, um, share the podcast, tell your friends, visit coldse.com, visit colemancompany.com and chat with people. If you've got questions or just have a, uh, you know, just have a business in mind and want to figure out what the best way to go is. Yeah, um, that's great. That's great. Been, so I hope you learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has been Mark Stevenson from Coldesi. And uh, Mark Vila from uh, Coldesi. And uh, please go to uh, colemanandcompany.com. There's no E in that Coleman. Um, or go to coldesi.com and click on the little supplies tab and uh, just start doing some research there yourself. Look around. All the printers are on there. A ton of videos are on there. All the supplies and blanks that you need. So you can do all your research in one spot before you talk to somebody. And then when you're ready, you can click live chat or call the phone number and, and go a little deeper and make a decision. You missed your big chance to like really wait after I said this is Mark Stevens. <laughs> All right, you guys Someone will edit it in a pause. <laughs> Bye. Bye.